This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Well, speaking about the great work that our law enforcement and our leaders do every day, uh, when I think about as we're heading into the anniversary of 9-11, which, of course, is going to be this weekend, the very somber uh, anniversary of 9-11 again on Sunday, I always think of Rudy Giuliani. And, of course, you guys know I love Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York, the greatest mayor of New York City ever. And he really helped to bring the country together, the city together of New York after 9-11. And so much so, he got so much attention around the world, including from Queen Elizabeth II. And there are some incredible stories about Rudy's visit there when he went to meet with the Queen. And we figured who better than to share those stories with us right now than Rudy himself and uh, Rudy, I'm so glad you're here on the show. How are you? I'm very good, Rita, and I'm always happy to be with you. And Rudy, we love you, and the country loves you. And and I think about oh, that incredible moment. Too, it's terrific. Oh, after nine eleven, what it was like, and and the world was just showing its support and its outpouring, um, you know, for you and for New York and for America. And so you end up getting invited by Queen Elizabeth. Tell us about this moment, Rudy. Well, I mean, I'll tell you about how it started. I, I had uh, many, many world leaders came to see Ground Zero. So I was not I was not surprised that um, a number of people, a number of the political leaders. I mean, uh, Tony Blair came uh, several times. They even had a service at St. Thomas Church for the many, many English citizens who died on September 11. And I attended that service with Prime Minister Blair. But at one point, the Prime Minister's office called and said that Prince Andrew wanted to come and visit me. And I assumed that was for a a tour of of Ground Zero. And um, he came, and we had breakfast first. And during breakfast in my office, we became... we had several other people there. We just began talking about he's a very big advocate, a lover of golf. I love golf. And then he noticed on my on my desk, I think it was a duck. And, it, and the duck <laughs> had been on the Sopranos. And the duck uh, made noises. You could, you could touch it and it would go, quack, 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 quack. And he went over to it and he said, do you know mommy has one of these? And I said, <laughs> you, I said, you mean the Queen of England? <laughs> you know, it, was, it was unusual to have someone refer to the Queen of England as mummy. Right. <laughs> but you mean you mean the Queen of England, your mother? He said, oh yes, of course. I, you know, I sometimes I forget. I refer to her as mummy. And I said, well, I'm going to tell you something very funny. My mummy has one of those too, <laughs> because I bought her one. Because she enjoyed it so much when she saw it on The Sopranos. I went and I got her one. And I thought it would be fun to get a second one. Because everything gets so serious here. Whenever I have a dumb or serious meeting, 
I take it out and I make everybody laugh by going quack, 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 quack. And I thought that was just so funny that his mother was such a real person. That is funny. And then he said to me, he said to me, she wants to offer you uh, a, a night. Uh, 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 well, he, he began by saying a, a night of the Royal Empire, night commander of the Royal Empire. I said, oh, my goodness. You mean <laughs> like with the sword? <laughs> and he said, yes, yes, except I do have to warn you of one thing. If you go through the whole ceremony, I said, oh, yeah, I would love that. He said, you will lose your citizenship. I said, well, no, thank you. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, no, I like being an American. Thank you. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. He said, yeah, I know. And Ronald Reagan, he mentioned some other Americans. You, you receive an honorary. You can use the same title after your name, but you just can't call yourself sir. And I said, that's right. Our Constitution prohibits it. Look, I think many people probably forget the United States Constitution prohibits Americans from using titles. We can't be barons. We can't be sirs. We can't use uh, titles of nobility. So I went there. I brought a large group of people, including my uh, my uncle, who was uh, my oldest, was was my oldest li- living relative, and a three times decorated police officer, and twice decorated uh, sailor, uh, fought in the Second World War. And when I went up to be knighted by her, she of course said my name, and I thanked her for for the honor. I told her I didn't deserve it because it really belonged to the people of the city of New York. She said, Mayor Giuliani, you're being modest. It had a lot to do with you. Of course, your people have to follow you, but your your leadership was extraordinary, and we appreciate it for our own citizens, many of whom died there, and for the world. And I said, my goodness, thank you very, very, very much. And then, And then she said to me, I'm giving awards also, to your police commissioner and fire commissioner, could you tell me a little about them? So she wanted to know some personal things about them. And then when it was over, she said to me, how, how is your mother, Andrew, told me about the duck? Oh, that's <laughs> funny. So what did you say? I said, I, my mother, number one, still loves it. And is, my mother, my mother, I say, I said, since the time I was a child, is a great, uh, is a monarchist. I mean, she, lo- she loves English history. She was a teacher, and she loves English history. And I probably learned English history contemporaneous with American history. How and amazing. Mother, and now I'm going to tell you something very, very uh, funny. I'm funny, interesting. My mother died uh, 20 years ago uh, today. Wow. Same day, the same day as Queen Elizabeth uh, the, the the second, who she, of, of all the people I knew in my circle, loved the Queen more than anyone, and knew everything about her, as well as she knew everything about English history. I mean, you you, you could pick a year like 1641, and she would tell you what was happening in England in 1641. Wow, and she was a and she was Italian. I don't know. I don't know Italian background. She was born in America. But yeah. something about English history 
And I think it had something to do with my being a lawyer, too, because she said, you know, really, our legal system is a, is a, uh, uh, a complete copy, our own version of the English legal system. Wow. How be- by the way, how beautiful. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a faithful person and I think about your mother and Queen Elizabeth and the story you just talked about, the ducks, Rudy. I mean, that's really beautiful. What was it? What was that's it like to meet woman. the what was it like to meet the queen? What was she like? It was, just it was, charming. I, tell you, I mean, it was it was a little. I have to say, I mean, I you know, by the time I met the queen, I'd, I'd met uh, four p- presidents, worked for one, wrote speeches for one. Uh, I met Gorbachev and uh, you name it, uh, Putin. Uh, probably a hundred world leaders, without without exaggeration. I had been third-ranking official of the Justice Department, mayor of New York. I was nervous meeting her. I wasn't nervous meeting Putin. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I kind of looked forward to it. I mean, I had dealt with so many murderers, I wanted to see what he was like. Right, you wanted to Uh, look him in the eye. But her, what was it it about her that made you nervous, Rudy? Her place in history. I mean, she, she... I mean, I, I now I'm I'm a hero worshiper of Winston Churchill, and I knew that he was her mentor. Yep. Oh, she did mention that also. She said, well, "Our people are very thankful for your having mentioned Winston Churchill as an inspiration for you during your difficult days, your first difficult days." And you even mentioned the biography you were reading. It, it really uh, bound our people to you. That you looked, you looked on Winston. She said, "You know, he was my mentor." And I said, uh, "Your Highness, I do know that. Yes." Wow. That, that was another thing she said. She was a very, very genuine person. You know, when you meet political figures, and I'm one too, and I have to, I say, I would say I've been guilty of this. People give you a few facts to remember about somebody that you're, you're going to meet. I'm sure they did that with her, but she didn't make you feel that way. She made you feel like she really knew you. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I really had this impression that she and Andrew sat down and they were laughing about that the mummy ducks. joke. Yeah, the ducks, the ducks. And there's so many, like, famous stories of her, like, kidding around with Ronald Reagan. So I – that she used to, like, laugh about jokes afterwards of after they went horseback riding. So – she definitely seems genuine, and I bet that she got a kick out of it. Like, oh my gosh, you know, and and clearly had watched you during nine eleven and felt this connection. What a privilege, Rudy! What a privilege! It seemed, it seemed it seemed much more than you know that that just a briefing that morning. Now it could have been it could have been just a briefing that morning, and she was just excellent at conveying that, which of course is also a talent, and it shows you care about people because. Obviously, you can't know everybody, but it is nice, even if you take the time to learn a few facts about them before you meet them. But you got the feeling with her that it was deeper than that, that she really likes people. And I really got the feeling, and I'm sure this is why Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump both loved her. You could sense she loved America. That's beautiful. You You could sense that she had this idea of a special relationship between the United States and America, it was in her blood. And look, it had to be, right? She grew up during the Second World War. Exactly. When you came, hear the stories, who, it's amazing of her with there them. And sa- who, who came there and saved England? And, and let's think of this. What other country would do that? What other country would send its youth 
to die across the ocean to free other countries that it just lets remain free, ask for nothing in return. What other country would do that? I don't think in the history of the world there's another country that would do that. And uh, unlike uh, uh, many of the discontents we have in the United States, she understood that about us. Yeah, it's beautiful. Rudy, before I let you go, um, and we're talking to Rudy Giuliani about his meeting um, and getting the honorary knighthood. I love this from the Queen. I'm going to be calling you Sir Rudy, not Mayor oh, Rudy. I used, to say, I, I used to say nobody could call me Sir because they won't let me back in Brooklyn. <laughs> they better. I was born there. They got to let you back. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to pull some strings for you, Rudy. Before I let you go, my friend, it is the anniversary, of course, coming up of 9 11. Oh. And I just want to just real quick your thoughts because I know as it comes, you think of that day. But also, what's the message about where we are right now in terms of the world? I I feel, I think I feel worse this September 11. Uh, not so much because of September 11, but because of, I had thought that September 11, one of the great things about it was it brought us together as a nation and uh, showed how strong we are and how we can be together no matter what our differences are. And I'm now at a point where I don't know if September 11 happened again. If we could, the the divisions are fundamental now. The divisions in 2001 were higher taxes, lower taxes. What do we do about schools? They weren't about should George Washington statue remain or should we uh should we teach critical race theory in schools and teach that all white people are systemic races as uh, our president says the president says we're systemic races which which means that we're all race i don't know if he knows what it means but a uh, uh, systemic problem is a problem that inheres in the entire organization if I say that the New York City Police Department is systemically corrupt, as it was before the NAP Commission, I mean it is almost all corrupt. Uh, he, I mean, we have fundamental hatreds that are being uh, – and the last speech given by the president had to be the most frightening speech I've ever seen given by an American president. It's the closest thing to a speech given by a dictator. Uh, that I've ever seen from an American president, including the background of it. So do you worry, Rudy, that we couldn't be as unified as we were after that moment? I think about President Bush standing, you know, on the rubble saying, you know, uh, you know, those who brought down these towers, they're going to hear from us soon. And the whole country was cheering. You you don't feel we'd ever feel that again. I don't know. I, I wish we could. I wish we could. And if the if the enemy were neutral enough, that might be the case. But I don't trust Biden's response to China. I just have a real difficulty with him standing up from, for us when his family got $31 million from China. It would be as if Ronald Reagan was the president and, and Russia had given him $31 million. I mean, it leaves. And then he, then he does strange things like he gives up Air Force bases that, we're, that are critical to our defense. 400 miles from China. You know, it's interesting, Rudy, you bring up, um, because I think about um, 
right after 9-11, George W. Bush, there was no doubt that he was going to, you know, let uh, anybody harboring or helping or, you know, tied to bin Laden, uh, that they would be paying a dear, dear price. Um, you know, when he, yeah, when mean, he meant yeah. we're going in, it was clear we were going in. And you're right. I don't know if we would feel that decisiveness from this president. Decisiveness? My goodness, I wonder if he would get out of the basement. I mean, uh, it certainly wouldn't be. I remember John Kerry in the debate against George Bush, a debate everyone thought he had won, but I knew he had lost because he said if there were an attack on the United States, he was first checked with our allies to determine what our response should be. That's right. I remember that moment. And I said, I said, he's, we're going to kill him with that. Rem- I, I told, uh, I was interviewed by Mike Wallace, and Mike Wallace very sarcastically said, how are you going to spin this one and say your boy won the debate? Because he apparently thought Bush did very poorly in the debate. And I said, Mike, my boy not only won the debate, he won the election with that stupid remark by Kerry. Kerry just told you, that he's not going to go to Congress. <laughs> he's not going to go to the cabinet. He's going to go to foreign leaders to t- tell us what to do. Right. He's seeking their approval. That's a whole so other message. I think America wants the president when we get attacked. There's no doubt about what we're going to do. He doesn't have to spend an awful lot of time talking to an awful lot of people. <laughs> the entire military of the United States is organized to do the maximum that has to be done to make sure this never happens again. One thousand percent. And then he tells the rest of the world what we're going to do. After all, America is the leader of the world. And I know uh, people like Soros and hate that and they undercut that and they're trying to destroy America and make us just one of many nations. But that will not work. uh, I mean, you you know that there's no vacuum going to be left. China will take over. One thousand percent. One thousand. Rudy, I love you. I love you, and we're always so grateful to have you here on the show. We're coming up against a hard break here, but I just want to say to you, thank you for, again, your incredible service during Um, 9-11. And I will be calling you, you, I'll be calling you Sir Rudy, if that's okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, thank you, and I got an awful lot of help. Bernie Carrick and Tom Von Essen, and I could go on and on. Oh, two great guys, too, as well. And, of course, we think of Tom and uh, all the time, and I love Bernie. You know that. Thank you so much, Rudy. You're the best. Thank you you very much. Sir Rudy Giuliani, I love that. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.